0: So with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. Monkey Liver Soup There was once a crocodile who lived in a dark muddy swamp along the Narva River. He was feeling extremely worried because his wife was sick and he did not know how to help her. He called Dr. Python, who had a very good reputation in diagnosing rare illnesses. My friend, you've got a difficult time ahead of you, said the snake doctor, unraveling his stethoscope from his long snaky body. What is it? Is it serious? Asked Crocodile, wondering if he should be worried about his wife. It is serious. I'm afraid there's not much I can do. There is a cure, but it is very difficult to find, the doctor replied. Tell me, Doc. Whatever it is, I'll find it for my wife, said Crocodile. The doctor explained that Crocodile's wife could only be better if she drank some monkey little soup. What? yelled Crocodile. Horrified at the thought. Monkey liver soup? How would I make monkey liver soup? Crocodile knew that monkeys spent most of their time out of reach, swinging from tree to tree. He had never before managed to catch one. Exactly. That's why no one ever gets better from this sickness said the doctor shaking his head sadly you need to get hold of a monkey's liver and cook it with some sweet potato yam, and green banana to make it a nice pot of hot water soup he recommended crocodile watched his wife sadly as the doctor slithered away at least there's some hope He thought, I'll just have to come up with a plan. So he settled down in the swamp and began to think. The next day, Crocodile left his murky swamp in search of a monkey. He made his way slowly, gliding along the river. He looked closely at the trees along the riverbank, hoping to see a monkey swinging by when, splash, he bumped into manatee the large sea cow. Oops, sorry Crocky, I didn't see you there. What are you doing out of the swamp? Asked Manatee. Oh, I'm just trying to take a swim. Looking to see if anyone knows about it, said Crocodile slyly. He did not want to trust Manatee with his plan, just in case he warned the monkey. I heard everyone was hanging out In Monzilla Bay these days That's where the best fruit is Said Manatee Taking a big gulp of air Before he swam back down To the bottom of the river That sounded like a good place to look for monkeys Thought Crocodile So he headed out into the wide river It wasn't long Before he reached the bank by Monzilla Bay He sank into the water lowering his long tail keeping only his beady eyes just above the water not wanting to be seen but after a few moments of quiet waiting he suddenly felt something pelt him in the head ouch before he could open his eyes he felt something hard land on his tail oh he looked up and saw a monkey hanging from a balada tree Watch where you're throwing those shells, monkey, yelled Crocodile. Ah, sorry, Crocky, giggled Monkey. I didn't see that. You sneaked up so quietly. Hmm, I'm just gliding along. Crocodile smiled slyly to himself. The first part of his plan was working. He found a monkey. Now to trick him out of his liver. He tried to sound casual so that monkey would not suspect anything. What brings you upstream, Crocky? asked Monkey. As he removed the pips from the fruit. Crocodile nearly blurred out his plan to catch Monkey, but managed to think of an excuse. Uh, uh I'm, I'm just taking a break from the party down in the lagoon. Monkey sat straight up and stopped peeling his fruit. He could never resist the party. Is a party down in the lagoon? He asked. What fun! How come I didn't hear about it? Uh, uh, I'm surprised you didn't know. Everyone's there. You should come. Crocodile smiled, revealing his sparkling sharp teeth. Come on, Cracky. Man, you know I can't swim. How would I get across to the lagoon? Huffed monkey. Crocodile swam right up to the bank and swung his long tail under the balada tree. You don't have to worry about swimming. I'm a great swimmer. You can ride on my back, he offered with the most sincere smile he could muster. Monkey thought about it for a moment. Is there music? He asked. Oh, yes, said Crocodile. The toucans are playing their steel pan drums. What about the fruit trees? Are there plenty of fruit trees? Of course, Monkey, that's why the party is there. Lots of sweet fruit trees growing around that lagoon. Monkey hesitated. Crocodile had a habit of biting anyone he wanted when he was cross. It was best not to get close to those sharp teeth. He wasn't sure if he could trust Crocodile might turn around and go snap at any moment I don't know I don't know Crocky monkeys and water don't mix if I fall in the water I will surely drown I think I'll just stay up here in my tree suit yourself I thought you liked bodies but the offer for the ride is there crocodile turned around slowly to head back into the water Hold on, hold on, wait up. Monkey jumped down from the tree and stood at the edge of the riverbank. He stroked his white beard and thought for a moment. If I sit on your back, if I sit on your back, you must promise to move very, very slowly. Yes, really slowly. No bumping around? Of course, no bumping around. And no swishing your tail either. Okay, no swishing my tail, because I might fall in if you swish your tail. Don't worry, I'll be steady. Just climb on my back, monkey. Crocodile sank his long teeth just beneath the water to hide his smile. He was so pleased at how this plan was unfolding. Monkey stopped suddenly, suspiciously looking at Crocodile. Why are you so keen for me to go to the party, Crocky? Hey, hey, it doesn't bother me if you go or not. It's easy for me to swim there, and it seems a shame for you to miss out on all the juicy sweet boladas and giant pomerac foods. Crocodile smiled his toothed grin, trying not to look too eager. Monkey's ears pricked up at the mention of giant pomerac. He imagined the pear-shaped fruit hanging like crimson jewels waiting to be snatched and eaten. He was getting a bit tired of only eating tiny baladas. It took such a long time to peel off the skin, and he needed to eat so many to fill himself. All right, you convinced me. I'll come with you, said Monkey. Crocodile moved closer to the bank, and Monkey stepped gingerly onto his long mouth and walked towards the middle of his back. He sat very carefully on his rough scales and tried to make himself comfortable. He looked nervously at the muddy waters as Crocodile glided away from the riverbank. They made their way downstream, twisting and turning as the river snaked along towards the lagoon. Monkey sat very still while they drifted past the red mangroves. He was so worried about falling into the water that he didn't even try to grab any juicy red pomerac fruit from the overhanging trees. Crocodile was silent for a long time. With only the slits of his eyes and his nostrils above the water. They were right in the middle of the river now and Monkey began to feel nervous. He really was not comfortable being so close to the water. They were too far from either side of the riverbanks for him to jump off and scamper back into the trees. Hey, Cracky. Hey, Cracky. Cracky. Are you awake? Thud, thud, thud. He tapped Crocodile on the head with his hand. Don't fall asleep, man. This is, this is a serious business. I can't fall into the river. Remember, I can't swim. Monkey was on his feet now, his face twitching from left to right, eyeing up the water either side of him. Crocodile lifted his long jaws out of the water and gritted his teeth. He wanted to turn and go snap on Monkey's leg, but he had to get closer to home first. To be sure, he wouldn't lose Monkey and his precious liver in the water. Of course I'm awake, Monkey. Just sit down and enjoy the ride. Crocodile lowered his face into the water keeping his jaws firmly shut so that he could not be tempted to bite Monkey. They came to the fork in the river where one way led to the swamp and the other way led to the lagoon. Crocodile took the left fork towards the swamp, and Monkey noticed immediately. Hey, Rocky, where are you going, man? This isn't the way to the lagoon. Crocodile knew that he couldn't keep lying any longer. I'm sorry, Monkey, but I lied to you. We aren't going to the lagoon. What do you mean? Why'd you lie? I asked Monkey, starting to feel scared. We're going to my house in the swamp. Why didn't you tell me you we're going to your home? Are there more fruits there? Monkey asked, hopefully. No, no, there's no fruit trees there, said Crocodile, bursting to tell Monkey the truth. He was feeling very guilty about his secret plan, even though it was to help his sick wife. Why did you tell me there was? Shrieked Monkey. He was starting to realize that he might be in serious trouble. I needed to trick you into getting on my back. Crocodile's bulging eyes blinked slowly. He felt quite ashamed about what he was going to confess to Monkey. I don't understand. Why did you need me to get on your back? Monkey began pacing up and down Crocodile's back, terrified of the answer. Oh dear, I feel very bad about this, Monkey. But you see... My wife is ill. I'm really sorry to hear that, Rocky, but what has that got to do with me? Monkey was really worried now. From Crocodile's tone, somehow it was going to be bad news for him. He stood up straight on Crocodile's back, wishing he could just leap across to dry land. By now, they were entering the dark swamp shadowy trees and mosquitoes buzzing around monkey's head crocodile was very near his home and knew he'd have to tell monkey the truth (sighs) Dr. Python examined her and said she has a rare illness she can only be cured if she drinks a bowl of monkey liver soup if I had told you the truth I know you would not have come with monkey liver soup shouted monkey you want my liver monkey nearly slipped into the river from shock he settled himself down and thought quickly if he did not come up with a plan to get away from crocodile quickly he'd be made into soup pretending to be very friendly he said hey hey crocky man you should have told me that you needed my liver i would happily give it to you no problem Crocodile stopped moving. He didn't believe his ears. You give me your liver? He asked him in disbelief. Yes, of course. You didn't need to take me for a ride. I could have given it to you right at my tree. But why would you give me your liver? Especially when I tried to trick you? Asked Crocodile suspiciously. You might have tried to trick me, but I can understand why. I'm sorry to hear about your wife, Crocky. And if I can help you both, then I will. Monkey made his voice sympathetic. The only trouble is this. You'll have to take me back home to my tree to get it. Monkey said, gesturing back the way they had come. I don't understand. Why do I need to go back to your tree for your liver? Asked Crocodile. I don't have it on me. You see, I've not been feeling great myself. So I went to see the doctor. He examined me and told me that I need to take my liver out and give it a good clean from time to time. Explained Monkey, seriously. So that's what I did this morning. I took my liver out, cleaned it in the river, and then hung it out to dry on my balada tree. That's where I've left it. Crocodile wasn't too sure about this explanation. I didn't know you could take out your own liver? He was confused. Of course, Crocky. Everybody does that. How do you think we monkeys stay so fit and lively? Monkey was really trying to sound convincing. But you don't need your liver, Monkey? No, not at all. It's been giving me too much bother lately. I don't mind you having it. We will need to go back to my balada tree if you want me to give it to you, said monkey. That's very kind of you. I really appreciate your help, said Crocodile, delighted that he was soon going to have the medicine he needed for his wife. Ah, anything for you, Crocky. I don't mind at all being the monkey slightly. Crocodile let out a huge sigh of relief. He had hated lying to Monkey. Slowly, he turned his heavy body around and glided back in the direction of the bay where they found Monkey. In no time at all, they reached the riverbank where the Balada tree were. Crocodile swam to the water's edge and Monkey hopped off his back and sprang up into the tree and started Cracking open a lot of fruits and singing to himself about what a clever monkey he was. Monkey, monkey shouted a Crocodile, hurry up, man. I haven't got all day. Bring down your liver. Ah, cried Monkey, there's no way I'm giving you my liver. It is safely tucked inside of me, and that's where it's going to stay until the day I die. Monkey turned and waved his pink bottom at Crocodile, laughing loudly at how gullible Crocodile was. Crocodile knew that monkeys were clever tricksters and that he would have a tough job trying to cheat. I suppose I did try to trick you first. So that is fair, he sighed to himself. With a swish of his heavy tail, he turned away from the edge of the bank, swam back down the river. With monkey's laughter echoing in his ears, He was feeling quite cross with himself at losing monkey's liver, but he knew that he wasn't the best at playing tricks. Maybe another type of soup could help her feel better, he hoped. Crocodile floated along the riverbank as the sunlight faded away. He was wondering what he could make for their dinner when his nose picked up the scent of something quite spicy and delicious. He lifted his heavy body out of the riverbank and followed the yummy smell which seemed to be coming from his home. He heard the sound of his wife humming and found her stirring a large pan of pepper pot stew. Mrs. Crocky, what are you doing? Crocodile asked. He was so surprised to see her up looking so well. Her eyes were shining bright and she beamed at him. You're just in time for dinner. I'm feeling so much better after eating some of this spicy stew. It was just what I needed, she said cheerfully. Crocodile was so relieved. It turned out that Pepper pot stew works just as well as Monkey Little soup. The end. Wow, another great story from African and Caribbean folktales, myths, and legends by Wendy Sharir. She had a little bit of a snippet in the beginning of this that I want to read to you guys. So she says, this is a popular folktale from the Caribbean islands. There are versions told in Trinidad, Grenada, and Jamaica. And this particular version is inspired by Guyanese storyteller Ken Crosby. A variation of this is also told along the Swahili coast of Southeast Africa, where Shark tries to steal monkey's heart. And I just think that's awesome, right? Not many authors put that kind of information in the book for you, at least before the story. And I thank her for doing that because now I know where this story probably originated from, which is the Swahili coast of uh, Africa, Southeast Africa. So if you're looking for the original, start there. Monkey comes out of this in a great situation because he was getting ready to get his liver eaten. And to trick Crocodile into believing that, hey, no, nah, really, I my, took my liver out and washed it. It's at, you know, the house. And if we go back, I can give it to you. I don't even really need it. You know what? It's giving me problems anyway. Sir. <laughs> Sir, no. Crocodile, what are you doing? Eat that eat that monkey if you want that monkey, you know? But Crocodile didn't really want it. And I, so I kind of feel like it gave Crocodile an excuse now I'm projecting here, right? But this is how I interpret it. Crocodile did not want to eat monkey, and he was slowly going through the river, getting back home. And instead of keeping it a secret all the way until he got to the house, he told him finally, like he just couldn't hold it anymore. Like yo, this is what I have. This is what I'm doing. And monkey thought of a reason why he needed to take him home. Crocodile didn't even, he questioned it, but he didn't even like give serious thought into it and just took him home and was like, yeah, I tried to trick you. You tricked me. Fair enough. I'm going home. He did not want to eat monkey at all. He just didn't want to. And it's good that he didn't try. He gets home. He finds his wife has created some. Um, well, she's cooked some pepper pot stew. She feels a lot better, which to me means she was misdiagnosed from the jump. And Dr. Python doesn't know what he's doing. That's all I think. If you think the same, let me know. Afro cast on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Just let me know. Hey, yep. She was misdiagnosed. Dr. Python doesn't know what he's doing or no? they just found another cure. Either way, let me know. Okay. What you think? I would love to hear it. But. So we know that now if pepper pot stew can cure. um, Mrs. Crocodile from this rare illness, it should be able to cure you from whatever you're going through so with that being said go see chef he has a recipe for pepper pot stew just one of the many because there are a lot and until next time as always you know stay blessed and stay healthy you know all right now until next time Welcome my friends to the Galley, I am your Chef Chef and today we have a wonderful recipe inspired by the story you have just heard. Today we will be creating Caribbean Pepper Pot. Now what would you need for the recipe? Marinated oxtail and Pork 4 pounds of meat, cut into chunks, salt 1 teaspoon of minced garlic, 1 teaspoon of thyme, 1 teaspoon of white pepper, half a medium onion, large dice, about 1 cup, 1 teaspoon bouillon powder. For the pepper pot, 1 to 2 tablespoons of brown sugar, 2 to 3 garlic cloves minced, 1 medium onion, chopped 3 green onions diced, 2 teaspoons fresh thyme minced, 1 scotch bonnet pepper, 3 quarters to 1 cup casarib, 3 cups water less or more, 1 cinnamon stick split in half, salt and pepper to taste. Now, how do we put this together? Easy! Place the oxtail and pork in a large bowl or ziploc bag. Then add salt, garlic, thyme, white pepper, onion and bouillon powder if using any. Mix the oxtail with a spoon or with hands until they are well coated and an inch of meat is covered set aside in the fridge and, if possible, let marinate overnight. When ready to cook, shake off any excess spice from the meat. Place a large Dutch oven or heavy bottom pan on medium heat. Then add sugar. Keep stirring until caramelized and begin to turn deep brown. Be careful not to let it burn. Add the pork to the Dutch pan and brown to seal in flavors. This may take about 3 minutes. Remove pork from the pan and set aside on a plate. Add oxtail and brown, stirring to prevent any burns until brown if port is not too large do so in batches throw the garlic onions thyme and scotch bonnet continue cooking for three to five minutes pour in half of the cassarib, cinnamon stick thoroughly mix and continue cooking for about 1-2 to two minutes. Next add water to cover the meat. Bring to a boil. Reduce the heat and let it simmer for about 40 minutes. Return pork to the pot. Add other half of the casarip. Add more water if needed. Water should not be above the meat. Continue cooking for about one and a half to two hours or until beef is tender. Sauce should be thick and beef melting tender, or just with seasoning to taste, garnish with parsley, and serve with bread. And that is it, my friend. Now, go, make this recipe yours because it has been that way since its creation and until i have another wonderful recipe for you remember mrs crocodile and how this helps her rare sickness so until next time my friends as always enjoy Thank you for joining us on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo, episode, and t-shirt designs. You may also get a t-shirt and other items on tpublic.com. You can contact me on all socials at AfroTalesCast. That's Afro T-A-L-E-S Cast. And email me at AfroTalesPodcast at Yahoo.com. You may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone, giving a thumbs up, or rating in your podcast app of choice. If you wish to donate, I am on Patreon and coffee.com, that's ko-fi.com. So, until we meet again, may your wins be fair and your seas follow.